Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. So Father, I thank you for Dale and Leilani as they bring the word this morning. We love you. We thank you for anointing them in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, PG. We are honored to be able to speak today and to bring a balance, we believe, to the church as far as the evangelism side speaking into you, and we really want to see the church activated. It's so much more fruitful to see the whole church activated versus, you know, a small team or a few people here and there, but uh, we really feel that it's important for the whole church to be activated. And so we have a campaign, and um, I'm going to be sharing some stories today, sharing, you know, my heart that the Lord has put in me to help uh, bring this across. So um, I just want to kind of like just do a miniature introduction. We came here to Florida. from Wisconsin about five this is gonna be our fifth winter here and we just we just thought we were gonna be snowbirds and the moment we came to this church like our lives changed everything shifted and we knew we were to be here we knew we were supposed to get activated in ministry and the Lord immediately began prophesying into our lives and saying that uh, this is where we needed to to start getting getting on fire again (laughs) so we're thankful for this church the spirit is calling those who have ears to hear hallelujah i don't know if my (laughs) slides are working hallelujah the spirit is is calling those who have ears to hear god wants to pair us up with those who are ready to be saved, ready to take the next step in salvation, in being restored back to God. God is in the business of saving souls. That is the family business. Everybody believe that? Amen. Amen. That's, that's what we're to be about, our Father's business. If you are in the family of Jesus Christ, then together we work to colonize the earth. We work with heaven to colonize this earth with a kingdom mindset and government. I don't know what's happened to my slides. They're coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I believe the, Lord, the Holy Spirit is trying to get a hold of us to to realize our ministry. We need to recognize our ministry. Did everybody get this um, card here? Okay, if everybody can go to number four of the seven core values, and let's read that together. A church of active outreach and evangelism in our city and beyond by demonstrating the love of God by acts of kindness. Now, the Lord has shown us that this is the way, this is the best way to witness. I'm so glad that, you know, I come into the, this, we come into this church and this is written this way because that is right on. <laughs> this is what the Lord showed us, Dale and I, many years ago. We have many, many stories of how doors were open through us stepping out of our comfort zone and not being selfish and and not just focusing on our own dreams, but to realize that God has wanted to teach us about ministry. Dale and I went to Bible college, and um, I grew up in the church, and I was always seeing this platform kind of ministry. And so, you know, I was actually being programmed to think that's where ministry is. It's, it's, you know, you get to the platform and then you speak to people and you compel them from the platform. And, you know, we shifted a lot of the responsibility on the pastors and on the, evan- the super evangelists that would come. We had an evangelist that came to our church and he spent three years there and a lot of people, you know, there was a lot of souls got saved. But 
the church was not being activated other than, you know, to invite people, which was good. You know, the fire came at that time. But I want to share that, you know, after going through Bible college and we even um, had different opportunities where we started pastoring a church and we still didn't understand what ministry is, was about. So after that, after kind of getting burnt out from being pastors, we like, no, we don't want to have anything to do with that anymore. And we, we have a real appreciation for Pastor Jordan because of what we went through. And um, so we started pursuing our own dreams and living life, which God was going to use that to, to help shape us and mold us. And, you know, I... You know, we God is God is working, and He's building that personal history in our lives through all the different experiences that He's sending through. I mean, God's not far away. He knows what He's doing. He knows, like how you know, life is not just life, but God is involved when you, you're a child of God. And so, Dale was a sheriff's deputy, and um, I was a stay-at-home mom. I started raising our kids. And we got our dream home, and we were part of a great church. And you would think we would feel fulfilled. We would just be so happy. I mean, everything we had everything we wanted. But I just remember feeling miserable inside. Something was missing. And I remember where I was on our porch, our beautiful porch, a wraparound porch, and I... I told God, God, why am I, why am I feeling so empty? And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, because you're focusing on your own dreams, you're living for yourself. And that was a pivotal moment. And it changed everything in our lives because we said, no more. We want to live full. We want to live, you know, we, God showed us what to do. We had to change things. We had to step out of, you know, living for ourselves. So we, we did. We changed things. We started opening up our home. Anybody that called, you know, whatever it was, hey, we're having marriage problems, we're having financial problems, whatever kind of problems, come over. You know, now did we feel like we were the most expert at everything? No, that's, that's, not, <laughs> that's not what it's about. It's about being available. <laughs> and so and so God used that. He uses what's in your hands. Somebody mentioned about being a sower. It's not just finances. It's not, you know, just the certain things that we've mentioned, but it's also our time. It's our life, you know. So what we have, what God gives us. So so things changed and, and we started, you know, just um inviting people over and we started realizing like that you know we're living god-appointed lives and we needed to be aware like this awareness came over us like who is standing behind us in in the line who is sitting across you know at the other table at the restaurant you know uh who are we gonna run into in the grocery store so we just lived our life like this. And the kids, I mean, we had small kids, and they got a hold of it, too, and they were excited about it, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was funny because, you know, I'm trying to keep it limited, but we have a lot of stories, you know, just it was neat how the kids, we, would, um, we went to a really big church, and, and not everybody knew each other. So, like, if we would um, see somebody, oh, you know, we just felt like, the Holy Spirit would highlight, this is, this is a God appointment. He would show us, you know, these were God appointments. So we would see somebody we didn't really talk to at church, and um, we would invite them over. Well, they, they told us later, they're like, um, we were kind of nervous. Like, we don't even know you guys, and, you know, we saw you at church, but that was it. But because the kids were so excited that we, because we saw the kids' excitement, we said, you know, we're, we'll go over. So we would just have them come over that same day. I mean, we were radical. We were living the radical life. And, um, you know, we would, the Lord was still growing us in ministry. So it's not about, like, how much you know. But, again, you know, we were just, like, wanting God to use us. So we would buy CDs. We would buy videos that, 
you know, would maybe touch on uh, forgiveness or, or uh, minister in different ways. And as we would have people over the house, maybe, you know, we would have a clue that they're struggling with forgiveness in their marriage. So we'd like, oh, we'd, Del and I would look at each other, oh, we better pop in that video about <laughs> forgiveness. And, you know, we would see people um, start, you know, crying and forgiving, see this couple forgiving each other and see such beautiful things. And, um, you know, I, I probably better, I don't know what, what, what I am on time. Maybe you guys can let me know. I forgot to set my timer. But um, we have just, you know, through inviting people in our home and just being sensitive to the spirit and, you know, having a heart for souls. Uh, and we would, Dale and I would recognize, you know, when we'd have somebody over, sometimes I'd say, you know what, honey, I got a word for somebody. Oh, let's call them up. Invite them over. So we, invite, we would invite them over, and I'm just being obedient. You know, I'm just going to give them this word. You know, God gave me, and I'm thinking, okay, then my hands are, you know, I, I did that. <laughs> and, but we invited one time, we invited Dale's um, chiropractor over, and um, we had a word for him. <laughs> and so we gave him that word, and uh, we, we stopped praying, and he's still, he's still like this. And we're like, wow, he's feeling the, he's feeling the touch of the Lord. I, I, we just kind of, you know, picked up, like, this is probably his first time. This is a great time to lay hands on him and pray with him to get the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so we would lay hands on him, and I, we laid hands on him, and he spoke in tongues, and he didn't want to stop. We were, like, waiting for him. When's he going to stop, you know? <laughs> and... Um, you know, then afterwards he said, you know what? I just checked a box at church. It asked me if you, would, you thought you would ever speak in tongues. And I said, no, and here I am. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to go over um, the, the COME campaign and what it stands for. I guess my slides are not working. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So the C... The C is for community. We need to go uh, to realize that, you know, what takes place here, we're fed here, and when we're in our prayer room and we're getting filled up, you know, and we're, we're, we need to be in a place of intercession, we need to get a hold of God's heart and to have a burden for souls because if we love Jesus. If we really do love Jesus, we're going to love his word and we're going to love other people. So C is for community. I'm just going to quickly go over for lack for time. Um, oh, ongoing, M mission, E everywhere. And, um, you know, this is, this is not going to stop. This is something that we're not just starting and it's just momentary. Let's, we want to hear testimonies. We want you all to go out to think of who God is highlighting in your life. God puts people in your life for assignments. Yeah. Amen. So recognize your assignment. Recognize these opportunities all around you. And don't be afraid to pray for people. That's what we're called to do. We're called to witness. We're called to pray. The Spirit of God is in us. Feel free to weep over souls. We need to to get back to intercession. You know, we, we had a block party one time. Dale and I were like, we're going to reach, reach uh, all the Mexicans in our neighborhood. Yeah. Okay, and so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and, um, no, I forgot where. Um, but anyway, we were, um, God ended up, um, it was neat. The kids, it, we rented a, a big bounce house, and the kids, our kids, were inside this um, this uh, bounce house, and they were winning these children to the Lord. They said they told us later. We didn't even know this was happening until later. And then they're like, "Mom, the kids are crying. We we're telling them about the Lord." And it was in there. It's so neat. We're reading the word to them. They were even had their Bibles in there, reading the word to them. But um, after the block party, I'm like, "Wow, this this was great," you know. But I started crying and crying and crying, and I didn't know why I was crying. And Dale said, 
that's intercession. <laughs> and that's when I really began to understand intercession. So I'm going to hand it over to you <laughs> if you're ready. All right. Praise God. How about these testimonies today? Oh, my goodness. Man, that was awesome to hear what the Lord is doing and, uh, through you, us, here at RCC, because we're making ourselves available for the Lord. Uh, people, every person on the face of the earth, we need Jesus Christ. And uh, we were introduced last week, a uh, great message about Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Okay, but Jesus is not only the good shepherd, all right, but he is all that and above, but he's also an evangelist. Jesus had all the gifts that were given to him, right? He possessed them all. When he ascended to heaven, he gave gifts to men, and some were made apostles, some uh, prophets, and some evangelists, and some teachers, and some shepherds all right so the lord did that for us you know for the perfecting of the saints that we can move forward so because jesus is inside of us when we've been born again and set free we have that evangelist in us okay we have a calling in our life each one of us and we need to recognize that we have a voice and we have Christ inside us that we can speak and share the things of the gospel. So, who really knows what the gospel is? I mean, do we really know what the gospel is? I mean, can we really simply identify exactly what it is? You know, if you were to to simmer it all down and, and bring it down to just a little nugget, what would that look like? What would that say? Okay? Because if we don't know it, how are we going to be comfortable in sharing it? Really, quite frankly, we all responded to the gospel in some way or the other. We, we got transformed. We got set free because of the power that's in the gospel. And then we responded to it. But if we were to simmer down and boil it all down, what would that be? It's really simple. It's really simply put this way. We get God, and God gets us. Come on. We get God, and God gets us. It's not so complicated. Do you know that we were all, all, we were all destined for devil's hell. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. But somehow we think we have to join that party. We didn't know that there was something better until Jesus Christ came and paid the supreme sacrifice for our sins and stepped in our place and we get God. He made himself available for us to give us access to him. Because of that, it brought life-changing uh, results in our being and it starts with that now we get God and God gets us we're brought back into relationship with our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ and we're empowered by the Holy Spirit hallelujah thank you Lord that you didn't abandon us that you just didn't pay the price and you just didn't die on the cross so that we can be sitting in a church service and watching somebody else do all the work. But he set us free and empowered us through the Holy Spirit that we can now be activated to be witnesses for him. That means every one of us. Now, if you're here and you don't have Jesus Christ in you, I encourage you, Take that step of faith and be filled with Him. But if you're here and you are already having a relationship with the Lord and you are born again from above and you have Christ in you, then you know what? You got some evangelism in you. Come on, it's not just for the evangelist. When you were filled with the Holy Spirit, when we were filled with the Holy Spirit, 
He said you would be endued with power from on high. Well, what's that power? What's the power of the Holy Spirit? What does that power do? That we are witnesses, that we become witnesses for Him. Witnesses. Witnesses of what? Witnesses of the resurrection. Witnesses of our own testimony of how He transformed our life when we responded to the gospel. We get God and God gets us. Our relationship that was broken and severed is now restored and brought back to Him in relationship with Him. And now because of that good news is resident and alive in us, why do we want to sit down and take it easy in easy street and live our own life for our own self but wouldn't we want to share that good news i mean am i the only one that had the holy spirit change my life or did he happen to bring change in your own life too i mean is that real did what happened to you was that real because if it's the good news of the gospel it's real and there's power in that gospel. There's power in that truth. And we're set free from it. I got set free from a lot of stuff. That's the power of the gospel. Come on. It's not because Dale just said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some self-will here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just overcome this thing in my life. No, I got set free. Come on. That's the power of the gospel. You know, we've complicated. Did we ever... Did everybody get out of wristband? We complicate it. And it's really, 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 really simple. Okay? The yellow. You're looking at your wristband. The yellow. There's a scripture on there. It says Romans 3.23. You probably all know it. And if you don't, it's really simple. For all has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay? Now... Uh, is there anybody excluded in that? All. Okay, so that means everybody. Okay, so that means the person you work with, the person we meet in the grocery stores, as Leilani mentioned, the people that are around us all the time, the people we go to school with, that's everyone. Do we know our neighbors? How many of us actually go outside our house, our own castle, and visit our neighbors? I mean, why is that so strange? But it's true. It's like we're just like, oh, we're home. We got refuge. Woo! But we don't even know the person next door. Oh, I'm such a believer. We're on fire. We're just doing this for God. We're doing this for that. We're doing this. We're so active. But who's your neighbor? Okay. So it's really simple, this tool. And we want you to have it. And we want you to have not only that, but there's other things we want you to have. This is something you can put in your yard. Um, anybody here ashamed of the gospel? Anybody ashamed of the gospel? So I think some of you might be ashamed to put this in your, in your yard. Would you even be ashamed to wear this wristband? I don't want people to know I'm a believer. That means I'm obligated to not do some things I'm used to doing. Because now these people are going to judge me that I'm a believer. And now I'm held accountable. Darn it. I can't live the way I want to live anymore. Now, suddenly, they know I'm a believer. I opened my stupid mouth again. Now they know I'm a believer. Oh, God, there goes my life. Yeah, that's right. There goes your life. You should have died when you repented and believed the gospel. That's where we die. That's where we are separated from sin. Jesus came to, to not save us in our sins, but to save us from our sins. Come on. That's the power of the gospel. The power's in the message. It's not in you. Jesus is in you. He's the power. The power is in the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation. 
It's not complicated, folks. All we have to do is live the life. Open our mouth. Share a little bit of truth with somebody. This, this is designed that, that um, you might be in, in a grocery store line and Holy Spirit says pray for this person or, or, or there's something, there's, an, there's maybe there's something really obvious, somebody's limping or something. <laughs> and then you see these people, what do you do? Oh, nice limp there, man. Can, <laughs> or do we actually... <laughs> Or do we actually just say, hey, can I pray for you? We're not praying for results. We have to get this out of our mind. We think we have to heal that person. If we step out, we think we have to save that person. If we step out, we think we got to do it. Listen, we don't have to do it because we can't. I'm sorry, I can't heal anybody. I can't save anybody. I have enough time. Saving myself from this untoward generation. How am I going to try to save you? So get that out of your mind. Don't make it complicated. Don't make it complicated. It's really simple. It's really simple. Okay, we can't save anybody. Uh-uh. We're just, we're just vessels. We're just people where the gospel is being spoken through or shared or your testimony of what transformed and brought transformation in your life or the power of the gospel is being conveyed. But you can't save that person. Jesus saves that person. The message saves the person. The work of the cross saves that person. The power of the blood saves that person. We're set free. So, we don't have to pray for results. If we see somebody limping or you see something going on, pray. They say, hey, is, hey, is there anything I can pray for you about? And then just simply pray. And you know what? God said that he would work with us. He said, if you would share my gospel, I would be with you. And I will, when you speak the word, I will perform signs or signs will follow you. Okay, so, so what happens if we pray for somebody and the spirit of God touches them and they're healed? What do you do? Oh, man, I'm the best healer in the world. Oh, oh PG, put me up here, man. Uh, Tuesday nights, come on, I can heal people. Is that what we want? No, I can't heal anybody. Come on. I can't even heal my own headache if I have one. But Jesus can. Okay, you can't save it. Get it out of your mind. Don't let that be a stumbling block. You can't save anybody. But you can have a mouth. You have a voice. You have breath in your life. You have a testimony. You have Jesus Christ living inside of you. You've got the power of the Holy Spirit that has emboldened us to become witnesses. And we're set free. And we can share that. And then share the gospel. What is that? Jesus can set you free too. All you have to do is believe, repent, and believe the gospel. Now, repentance, I like how um, teacher of all teachers at Harvard says, it's just really simple. Repentance, okay, we want you to lay out all your sins here. Lay them out. Boom, 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 boom. No, it's not that complicated. We don't have to have these people confess all their sins in front of us at that moment. No, it's simply believe. Okay, you have to change your mind. It's as simple as that. He, I mean, Harvard's, it's as simple as believe in Jesus Christ. Believe. It's, that's repentance. Because you believe one thing, and we chose that as a lifestyle and a walk with God. But when you are confronted with the truth, the power of the gospel, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, you suddenly realize, you know what? 
Yeah, there is sin in my life, and I'm sick and tired of it. I'm so sick and tired of it, I want to do something about it. And then when you prayed for me, God touched. Something happened to me supernaturally. Jesus touched you. Jesus can set you free. He set me free. You can go into your testimony. You can go further, or you can take in the next step. You can go to the black. Romans 6, 23. Is that what it says in yours? Romans 6, 23. Okay. So if for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Okay. That's, all we do. That's all we're doing. That's repentance. The fact that they, okay, if they start believing that, they're beginning to repent. Don't worry about cleaning them up. The Holy Spirit will clean up all of us. I wasn't cleaned up with everything the moment I repented and believed the gospel. Some things took a little more time, but some things immediately left. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right? And then take them further. You got the love of God, uh, Romans 5, 8. All right? So you can get the love of God. And you have this little uh, card. Everybody got this little card? If, if you don't have a Bible with you and you don't know these scriptures by heart or memory, just use the little card with it. And um, Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated His own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the gospel, folks. That's the gospel. It's not complicated. Don't, don't think it has to be some theological discussion. It's not about how many scriptures you memorize or how many scriptures you know. It's very simple. It's supernatural. When we were born again, it's supernatural. It comes from God. The power is in the gospel, the message. It's in the message. You can preach the gospel a thousand times and it still doesn't lose its power. All we have to do is open our mouth. All we have to do is get out of our comfort zone. All we have to do is get to know our neighbor or have an opportunity to pray for somebody. And God can open the door. But Jesus is in you. Jesus is in me. Therefore, the evangelist is in you. The witness is in you. But don't be ashamed of the gospel. Jesus, Jesus will not confess us before his holy angels if we are ashamed of opening our mouth and testifying of him before people. I don't want to be in that place. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Now, um, born again, being born again is not a religion. It is a life changed by God. It is a life changed by God. And then the next one, the blue on the, on the wristband is faith. Because faith ignites. What's going on is that if some people don't realize or they have realized that they're at the bottom of the barrel. And they're sick and tired of a lifestyle that they're living. Or maybe they just are sick and tired of religion. And a form of religion but denies the power. And, and they want to do something. Something has to change or shift in their life. Just like that beautiful testimony. Something got a hold of her. And it wasn't, it wasn't anybody else but the power of the Holy Spirit that got a hold of this dear sister's life. That changed her. That transformed her. That compelled her to say, I got to do something different. Whatever it is, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what I need to do. I need this. There are those people who are there right now that need you to share the gospel in their life. To bring salvation to them. They're there. They're there. Just make ourselves available. And faith is ignited. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says... For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. And then, see, see how simple that is? That's simple, but we've got to believe with the heart and confess with the mouth. 
Okay? All right. The last part of the wristband and um, the card that you have there is Romans 10, 9 and 8. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And um, with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So when people actually open your mouth, when we get in a place where we open our mouth, it's an opportunity for people to be set free and delivered. Hallelujah. So, Jesus is an evangelist, okay? Now, um, there's a lot of things I could cover here, but I'm going to just, I'm just going to highlight, just briefly highlight it. All right. Anybody heard the term rhino? Everybody heard that term before? Rhino? Republican in name only? Rhino? <laughs> All right, and if, if you have a rhino, uh, this, is not a political, this is not a political speech, okay? <laughs> and, and, and to be equal, equal time, uh, do we have any dinos? Anybody hear that word, tino? All right, so that would be a Democrat in name only, all right? Okay, but how many, how many of us know what a Christian is? Uh, how many times do you think Christian is used in the Bible? Any ideas? Any thoughts on that? Three times. It's used three times in the Bible. One time it's singular, two times plural. They weren't, the, the early believers were not known as Christians until Antioch, until, until revival broke out and transformation broke out in Antioch. And then that's where they were first known and called Christians, okay? So, do we, have you ever heard the term crino? <laughs> Christians in name only. Okay, I don't think I'm looking at people here that are just Christians in name only, right? Are we? Are we just crinos? Christians in name only? I mean, Christian is applied to everything these days. I mean, Christian everything. My goodness, I can go to Christian that, Christian this, Christian this. All I have to do is put the name Christian there. Heck, I can form my own religion and just call it Christian. It's so shallow today in our environment. Back then it was not, it was fresh. Christ, Christ is what? The anointed one, right? The Messiah. Okay, so if you are a Christian, what would that make you and me? That would, that would make us the anointed ones. We're Christians. Christians. Okay, so, but are we Krenos or Christians? I mean, think about it. Now, what do you think the Lord called his early disciples? Oh, I just gave it away. Oh, that was hard. That was your exam today. You are a disciple. If you are a follower, a learner and follower of Jesus Christ. So really, we're more, we should be more disciple-like. Because somehow that changes, you know, because Christian, Christian as, as it's watered down today, man, I can do anything. I can, I can party with the world and still be a Christian. I can, I can party with the best of them. I can slam them down just like everybody else. I'm a Christian. Heck, I'll even light it up if I had to because I'm a... Christian, I'm saved. Jesus, save me. Okay, that's how, 
That's the term. But wait a minute. Now you start call if you recognize and call yourself as a disciple. Whoa, what am I a disciple of? Am I a disciple of RCC? Am I a disciple of PG? You're definitely not a disciple of me. But who are we disciples of? Jesus Christ. Last time I checked my Bible, he's the head of the church. He has more power than all of us. In fact, he has his own throne right next to the Father. In fact, he's so close to the Father that he's in the bosom of the Father. He's the head of the church. He's the head of the body. And we are his disciples. But better than that, he's inside of us. He's inside of us. Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who we exalt, the one who we worship, the one who we magnify and praise, the one who paid our price, the one who set us free, the one who shed his powerful blood so that we could be free from our sins lives inside of us. Take that in for a minute. Jesus, more of you. Come on, you want to smoke on something? Smoke on Jesus. Woo! He's better than any high you can imagine. He's better drink than any you can imagine. Woo! Get more of him. Woo! Man, I'm feeling him. Just talking about it. Hi. Woo. More of Jesus. That's what we need because then you can't contain it. Then somehow it's infectious. Then somehow, oh my God. Who else are you going to put in my life, Lord? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Come on. You just can't contain it. Be filled with the fullness of God. The King of Kings inside of you. It's a mystery, but it's powerful. Be set free. Be the voice. It's not scary. He does everything. Just open your mouth. Blah, 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 blah. Pray for somebody. See them in their need. And help people be set free. Because there's such freedom in it. So disciple, guess how many times disciple is mentioned in the Bible? <laughs> well, there's 233 verses in my version, <laughs> in the version that I read out of. 233 verses, but there's 246 matches on disciples, but there's 28 on disciple singular. But if you combine everything, you got 261 verses of the Bible and 277 actual matches disciple and disciples okay so i think the lord put some weight on that element i want to be known as a disciple in fact i'm not very quick in identifying myself as a christian you see i was i was raised in a in a christian denominational church where they believed that you could never be set free from sin. You're always a sinner. And I grew up, oh yeah, if you put me next, side by side with any rank sinner out there, I was with them. But I went to church. Oh, I even participated in communion. God, help me. And he did. He set me free, 20 years old, repented of my sins, believed the gospel. Baptized by immersion, set free, and three days later, filled with the Holy Spirit, and my life changed forever. Yeah. Well, am I perfect? Am I perfect? God knows I'm not perfect, 
but I am set free and I am forgiven and I choose him. He's my goal. He's my, he's my savior. He's my lover. He's my strength and he's my deliverer and he's my healer and he's my everything. He's that to you too, right? Otherwise, we check the entry point in our life because God didn't raise crinos. He raises disciples. He calls and says free disciples. A disciple is someone that learns from Jesus, learns what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus did. What did Jesus do in his ministry? Okay? He, he's ministering to people. John, remember um, John the Baptist? He's put in the jail, in the prison. Okay, and now he's beginning to question whether or not this is the Christ, the Messiah that he baptized, if he's really the one. And then Jesus, so then he sent some of his disciples, John the Baptist sent some of his disciples to Jesus to inquire to see whether he'd be the one. And Jesus answered them. And you find this in Matthew eleven four. 4. It says, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. Blessed is he who finds no occasion for stumbling in me. Hallelujah. So the blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have good news preached to them. How did Jesus minister to people? What did he say? He says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do you know that the kingdom of God is not meat or drink? Thank God we're going on a fast. <laughs> Woo! That, that, doesn't that does excite you? <laughs> okay. King, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. The kingdom of God come nigh. When we pray for somebody, the kingdom of God comes nigh. Jesus, as the evangelist, had compassion on, for people. And he was moved with compassion multiple times. I don't have time to go into it, but Jesus was moved with compassion. And he would touch people's eyes even. And they were set free and healed. He lives in you. When you touch somebody's eyes, he may be using your body to touch somebody's eyes so that it can be set free and healed. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Jesus, the evangelist, he used the prophetic and he used all the gifts of the Spirit. There was nothing hid from him. He knew what people were thinking. It's been a long time since I had my mail read. <laughs> Sometimes we don't like to go around prophetic people or even prophets because some of them, you get near them, the next thing you know, they're reading all your mail. But if you are firmly committed to Jesus Christ and walking with him and walking in the Spirit, who gives a flip? There's nothing to read except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. <laughs> because we're not in sin anymore, folks. We're set free. But Jesus operated in the prophetic. And we have the prophetic going on this right after the service. It's awesome. And um, He operated in the power of God. And He confirmed the Word with signs following. Wow. I was, uh, I, I, I'm on the street ministering to people, and some of the people that were with me in this particular occasion, they asked me, what, Dale, what is the, the greatest miracle you have ever seen when you go on the street and pray for people? And I said, huh. I said, the greatest miracle I ever see is when somebody is set free and delivered from sin 
when they repent and believe the gospel. I said, that's the greatest miracle. When you see that transformation, when you see that transformation, that change that took place in their life, that is the greatest miracle. And you know what? Everything else becomes a byproduct of what salvation is and has done in our life. Hallelujah. So, we want to be led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. You will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. And it begins right there in your neighborhood. And that's what these are about. Put, put it, I encourage you, get, get this. Put it right there in your lawn. Don't be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. And, and you're invited. You're not only invited to RCC, but you're also invited. You're welcome. Bring your problems. Bring your burdens. And when you start stepping out, your own problems and your own burdens seem to disappear and they're taken care of when you step out all the time and reach other people for Jesus. Amen. So I want to encourage you in that. I want to encourage us to do this. Keep in mind that Jesus has come to set us free and we get him and he got us. Jesus is the evangelist, but we do the work of evangelist. Are you a crino or you're a disciple? Are you set free and delivered or are you still bound and oppressed? Jesus has made the way for every one of us to be true disciples and we have a way an easier way all these are available all these are available we have a table that is set up in the back uh, we'll man it we have we have the yard signs available we have more armbands we have more cards but please don't be ashamed of the gospel it's the power of God it's the power of God so I want to encourage you let him use you. Let him use us. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.